Welcome to the Love Lab Podcast, a safe place to get real about sex. Whether you're a man, woman, single, or couple, this is the show for you. We are your hosts, Kevin Anthony and Celine Remy, and we are here to guide you to go from good to amazing in the bedroom and beyond. All right, welcome back to the Love Lab Podcast. This is episode 157, and it is titled Our Live Tarot Reading, Kevin and Celine's Love Prediction. So, you know, here on the show, we'd like to leave no stone unturned. So in other <laughs> words, if there is a tool or a practice or something that you could potentially use to make your life better, your relationship better, your sex life better, then we want to explore it and find out whether or not it has value for you. Uh, we're doing the legwork for you. We're testing <laughs> everything out. We're using ourselves as guinea pigs, hence the love lab. So today uh, we're going to have a special guest on who's actually going to do a live reading. So you've, you've heard us on the show many times talk about like how easy our relationship is and you know, how things tend to work and all that. Well, now you're going to find out what the cards actually say. Does it match up with what we tell you? <laughs> or are we completely full of shit? <laughs> we will find out. We were both saying before this, we're like, hmm, we're, we're a little nervous. What are these cards going to say? Like, <laughs> It's all good. It's all good. I'm excited to see and I'm excited to get some insight. And I'm also excited... Uh, for all of our listeners to get a feel of what it's like, because when you hear tarot cards, there's a lot like usually you think about uh, this like gypsy woman with her, <laughs> the crystal ball and a thing over her head. And it's like full of mysticism. And it doesn't have to be that way. And today our guest, Maisie, will probably tell us more about this too. And you'll see that it's a tool that you can use to really enhance your love life, your understanding of yourself and use it for your self-development. So I'm excited that we'll be able to show that in life. So before we get started, let's give a big shout out to our sponsors, Power and Mastery. If you want to join the secret club of men who are great in bed, then check out Power and Mastery at powerandmastery.com. It is the most complete sexual mastery training for men. Whether you want to have harder erections, last longer, or increase your sexual skills, there is something for you at powerandmastery.com. So go check it out. Our guest today is Maisie Bristol. She is a sought-after tarot teacher and an astrologer that guides individuals towards clarity and self-development. Maisie specializes in offering one-on-one -on -one readings that provide her audience the healing tools they need for a deeper understanding of their mental health, relationships, and life choices. Her work helps people dial into their inner wisdom for self-development and reflection when going through transformative challenges. So welcome, Maisie, to the Love Lab podcast. Hi, thank you so much for having me. <laughs> I'm super excited to be here. We're excited too and nervous. I'm already sweaty. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so for the listeners, uh, what we've decided to do today is we're going to kind of just jump right into the reading. We'll let Maisie describe what kind of a reading she's going to do. And then we're going to talk about it a little bit. And then we've got some follow-up questions about tarot itself and, and basically what you just witnessed. <laughs> yeah, and I want to mm -hmm. say too, like, Macy, maybe you could talk a little bit about this, like, because people think, are you going to predict the future? Is it what's happening? Or maybe we could kind of lay that ground for so, so people can understand what, what's happening really there. Right. 
So a lot of people think about tarot as like some prophecy kind of um, prophesizing tool that we can look into the future with and um, predict things. And uh, that can happen, but I usually find that tarot is most effective when we're talking about self-development and and, um, just understanding where our thoughts are in the current moment. It's all about sorting all the thoughts that are happening upside or up in our heads. So, so would you say then like, you know, there are, there are other tools that people use, you know, pendulums or whatever, but, um, my take on a lot of those tools have always been that what they're really doing is helping you basically talk to your inner self. Right. And so getting the answers from your inner self that you're sort of inner self knows that, that aren't being influenced by your conscious mind. Would that be kind of similar with tarot? Yep. Yep. I, um, I definitely feel that a lot of answers are coming from our intuition. Um, but on top of that, I also like to, uh, associate it with journaling because that's really what journaling is about. You're talking to yourself, you're trying to lay out all your thoughts. So, and, and sort of come up with a narrative flow, you know, with those thoughts, you just said, when you journal, you just write everything down that you have upstairs and then you kind of go, Oh, I get it now. <laughs> I can understand how a goes to Z. Um, so with tarot cards, I always associate each card with like a thought or like some, something upstairs. Right. So then we have all those thoughts scattered on the table and a tarot reader's job is to kind of find the narrative between them. Um, so that it's understandable for the client because we, we go through a lot of situations that are just so overwhelming emotionally and physically and mentally, you know, that it can be hard to, to figure out from a realistic or third party perspective, what is actually happening and take our hearts out of it. So tarot cards, I think are a very blatant way to do that where, um, even if you're not consulting in a tarot reader, who's a third party, the act of using tarot is a third party system. Like it's an objective thing, um, that you cannot run away from or cannot really dispute. It is harder to read for yourself. I'll say that. But, um, but when, you know, a certain, like a negative, more negative card. I don't like to use negative positive um, reinforcements, but like the tower comes up for a yes or no answer or yes or no question. It's going to be like a no. (laughs) (laughs) So it's hard to, it's hard to say, Oh, actually I, I, I'm reframing that. So I want to see what I, you know, want to see, but tarot, tarot can be that third party perspective for you. Okay. So tell the listeners what you're going to do today. Okay, so today we are going to do a reading for you two live, and it's going to be super fun. Um, we, like before this, we started this recording, we come up with a five card spread, but I think I'm going to add another card in there. So I'll tell you what it is. Um, so we have six cards total. Um, we have an overview card, just like where you are right now, what your relationship is, the current energy. Um, the second card is what um, Kevin brings to the relationship. And then the third card is what Celine brings to the relationship uh, that, you know, that Kevin needs or that Celine needs basically what, what you bring that the other partner needs very much in a relationship, the special element of this relationship. Why is it special? Um, and the fifth card is a long-term potential card. Like, where is this going? What is this going to like stand the test of time, that kind of thing. And the last card is an advice card. 
All right. What do you think? All right, let's do it. And how does it work? Do we, uh, you do it? Do we talk in between? You just talk like, and... Uh... I typically don't like to talk because this is not about me. So if um, whoever is talking or, or, you know, collecting the energy in the space is what, who the cards are going to respond to. So I normally tell a client, I just ask them questions so that they talk or you guys talk. If you guys just talk to each other, we're basically picking up on your relationship. So That's what I would say. Uh, all right. <laughs> While we shuffle. <laughs> all right. Well, Macy knows nothing about us, so we have not given yeah, her this anything. This is all like, yeah, all in the moment. That's right. <laughs> have you guys gotten a reading before? Um, I have, yes. But not for us, but not like, us, yeah. No, and I, I do tarot cards myself. Like I have for 20 years, so I love oh, tarot wow. cards. But um, yeah, we haven't done this for ourselves. <laughs> We have not. Well, this is so exciting. It's it's hard to read for yourself. And, it is, in my opinion. <laughs> yeah. So, would you guys both say that you're open to it? Well, Absol you're definitely. Celine's definitely open. To Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So normally, my process here is just to wait to see until the cards like stop popping out of the deck. Mm -hmm. um, I consider them their own live like entity, so I don't disturb them while <laughs> they do their work. And so if they're going to keep, if they keep popping up or cards keep flying out, then I keep going until I feel like it's settled. Um, so we're almost there. Um, I will pull, I'll cut the deck twice and then I will pull usually like a, an energy card, um, from there. I call it an energy card, but it's like a theme card, basically mm -hmm. um, a way to look through the, the spread in a different lens or like in an overview lens. Okay. So we're getting clues. We are shuffling. We are breathing. Our hearts are beating. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I should have had the sound effects today. We could have the Jeopardy music going in the background. <laughs> do, 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 do. <laughs> I don't know. What does this mean if it takes like a really long time for the cards to settle down? I don't know. Is this a good omen or a bad omen? Maybe it just means there's a lot of energy there. <laughs> okay. All right. There's something going on. You guys on. are killing it. <laughs> there's something going on here. We don't know what yet. <laughs> the anticipation is building. Are you as nervous as we are, dear listener? <laughs> <laughs> I actually am a little nervous. I'm like, oh, I hope it says something good. I know. It is important to know that, you know, it's not necessarily good or bad. Like if you do tarot and you understand the cards, like some people will see a particular card and like, ah, that's horrible. It means life's going to be over. I'm sure Maisie will talk more about this, but it doesn't necessarily mean that at all. Um, nope. So that's important to know and remind ourselves as we're waiting on our cards. <laughs> we don't know what will happen. Okay. So the first thing I will say, so we had two flyer cards and then I pull my little energy card and then we have six, the six cards for the spread. So okay. we'll go through that. But the first thing I will say is that you have, a lot of like high value or high key energy going on because we have a lot of court cards that are both king and queens. So um, 
and a lot of um, really solid major arcana cards. So overall, I'm saying that you guys are in a very mature, stable, and um, intense relationship. Like it's it's just really nice to see king and queens together because it's like that's like power couple status, you know. Yes. Um, so <laughs> the first thing, the first thing we'll go into is the energy card and the two flyer cards. So the energy card I got was the queen of swords. And so obviously I'm just thinking this is Celine. Um, so we have swords, uh, as a suit is the, it's a suit of action. It's what we do, why we do those things. So, um, the queen of swords is generally like a woman who knows exactly what she wants and knows exactly how to get there. And so she's like, not afraid to take the next step to like, to be bold, you know, to really take action as opposed to just daydreaming or like feeling and not doing, you know what I mean? So it seems to me that you're a very powerful, like powerhouse kind of woman who takes charge and will make things happen. Um, that's, that's just the, at the forefront of the, of the relationship. That's you. And it's almost like you're the one who guides the relation, not the relationship itself, but, or maybe actually both, I would say, but like, it's like, you're the one who leads you guys in social situations. Like you're the one who goes, hello, this is me. And <laughs> this is Kevin. And like, and you start talking and he's like, cool, you do your thing. <laughs> and then you come in later. Um, so, uh, Celine's really like the, I don't know, the force, la force, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and I think maybe that also might mean that you wear the pants in the relationship, but <laughs> TV, we'll look through the rest. Well, um, should, should we comment as you go or should we just wait till the end? You can do whatever you want. If you want to comment as we go, that's totally fine. Oh yeah. Let's come. I get, I get go. on a rant. I get like in the zone and I just like spew out information. So no if worries. you want to stop and talk, that's totally cool. Well, I, I forget to stop. <laughs> no worries. So I would say that, yes, Celine is very powerful and she definitely knows what she wants and she's definitely a doer. In fact, she's so much of a doer that sometimes I have to remind her to stop doing. Um, <laughs> so, so, yeah, that part is absolutely true. Uh, no doubt about that. I would say, though, um, you definitely don't wear the pants, per se, in the relationship. And you're you're not so much the one out front in the social situations. But when you feel comfortable uh, with people that you know well, then that actually is is much more true. Yeah, because I'm actually the introvert and he's the extrovert. So usually in social things, I let him go first and kind of like stay behind until I feel like I'm safe and then I can be like, okay, I can really be myself. So that's that's interesting too. But I see the part of the driving where definitely I'm usually the one pushing us to be like, okay, let's do this upgrade or let's do that and like kind of make things happen. And when I decide something, it happens very quickly. That That is yeah. true. Once you've decided, I'm like, oh, I'm just, all right, there's Get no stopping it. <laughs> um, well, okay. I'm just going to keep on going. Yes. yes. Um, so, okay. So, so we have the queen of swords at the beginning and at the forefront, the theme, and then we have the other two flower cards. Um, and this, this is a very specific situation and it may relate specifically to Celine, um, but it's definitely to one of you, but this is why I'm like, well, maybe the queen of swords came up with them together because it's talking about Celine. Um, but the idea here is that we have the seven of swords mm-hmm. and we have death. So um, I'm thinking like as seven of swords, that means, well, that's like revealing secrets and um, hidden truths. Um, and then death, the death card is, 
um, new beginnings or transitions. So the involvement of this relationship has been from a place of let's start a new chapter. It's from a place of you were hurt once before, and now it's time to be open again. So someone was healed in this relationship because, or due to like a past relationship where someone was dishonest or where they were just opening up so much and that, that they didn't receive the same kind of love. So like, I'm thinking like revealing secrets or hidden truths is either regarding a past person that hurt you, or it's um, the fact that you revealed so much that it didn't work out in the end and you were like guarding your heart. So um, in going into this relationship. So the point is um, the queen of swords may have, if this is about you, then it's, it's more like you are this way. And so, um, so confident and because you feel so supported, um, because you have that like new beginning, that fresh start. Um, and it just looks like a really healing and sensitive relationship so far. So that is like the overall, um, scope. And then we can kind of get into the, to the, what the rest of the cards say, because some of them say other things back to these cards. All right. Sometimes All that's right. why I like to just talk because like oh, yeah. we, we circle back to other things. Um, so the overview, I said I was going to pull a card for like how it's going, what's mm-hmm. happening. Um, we got the King of Cups. So this is a king. Um, we have two kings in this spread here and the one queen up front. So to me, I mean, this is, uh, to me, it represents Kevin. And uh, Cups are about our emotions and sensibilities. And it just, basically, this tells me that he's providing you a sensitive space for you to, to share your feelings on anything. Um, it's like, I can handle all the emotions. I can handle anything that you throw at me. I can handle the ups and downs. And um, sometimes I feel like the King of Cups is kind of um, like he has so much to share, but he like doesn't or something. But I feel like in this particular sense that it's more like you are, you're just creating a safe emotional space for her. So that's for her, like a soft landing. Um, so there's a lot of support and a lot of love in this relationship currently. Yes. Um, and then on top of that, what you bring to the relationship is the next card. And that was the 10 of cups here. So again, we're like seeing that transition or like the, the connection between the two cups cards. This is a card of like total emotional fulfillment. So what he brings to Celine is the idea that like true love really exists and this is really a thing. And here we are living our best life. And I feel like, especially if this is about Celine in the background, that maybe that dream wasn't a reality at one point. And that was something that you were questioning and, you know, maybe that love wasn't, not that it didn't exist, but maybe it wasn't going to exist for you in the way that you had hoped or had dreamed about. Um, so for him to come in and be like, I can handle this and I want all those emotions and I want to be deep with you. Um, it's kind of like a dream come true. So you feel really, um, just like totally at peace, (laughs) which is, which is nice. I mean, it's awesome. Um, what you bring for him, we got the high priestess, which is the moon's card, which is all about emotions. So you guys are both like, there's just like emotion, like the emotional channel is just like flowing. It's awesome. It's like just totally open. There's nothing to hide. Um, There's no like blocks or walls, you know, um, which is great. But on top of that, the high priestess is about intuition Mm -hmm. uh, and gut instincts. So I feel like she brings out that risk that we were talking about earlier, the like gut instincts, follow this gut, like instinct that you have. Don't overthink it. 
um, it's going to be great, you know, where she just helps you kind of to tap into your inner voice. Yeah, that that's one thing I've definitely learned with her is to trust her intuition. She rarely is very strong about something like, you know, if we're trying to make a decision. And, and when she is, when she comes in and she's like, no, I really, we need to do this. I, I've learned I need to listen to that. Like a perfect example was uh, in 2020, there's a yearly trip that we go on every year. And all of a sudden, a few months leading up to the trip, she was like, I don't know why, but I'm getting a big no, we shouldn't travel abroad right now. And mm-hmm. I was like, we take this trip every year. She's like, I'm just getting a really big no. And I was like, okay, I'm going to listen to you. I will tell our friends that we normally travel with that we're not going to go this year. And you know what happened the very month that we were supposed to go? COVID lockdown. <laughs> so That's so like, wild. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> oh my God. What kind of like Scorpio Pisces stuff do you have in your chart? <laughs> All that intuition. <laughs> I don't know. If oh, you that's have awesome. To look at it. <laughs> um. Well, yeah. She's definitely. This is definitely her being like, listen to me. I I know what I'm doing, and also you know. Like she's, it's not just about her being intuitively right, but she's also like, trust your intuition because this is how I've learned. I'm not special. You know, I just listen to my, what myself is telling me. <laughs> um, and you can do that too. And um, so I think just like opening up that whole idea that our intuition can be so right is probably one thing. Um, okay. So then we have the last three cards, which are the special uh, connection here. And this is why when I said the pants, I was like, I'm not really sure about this because, um, cause, and then I was like, we'll, we'll see the rest. Um, because this, I didn't, I couldn't remember what category this card was in because I had it written down over here and I wasn't prepared. So, but, uh, the special connection is that we got the King of Swords and then right away I'm going, Oh, this is the Queen of Swords. So the, really the special connection is that you guys are both equally like, this is, this is the most equal that you can get. really between the king and the queen and both having the swords you guys are both like up there royalty you both have the um the definitive action and and the the ability to take action um in this relationship uh you don't put each other down you listen to each other's ideas swords are about our ideas too and um logic and and intelligence so you both find each other highly intelligent um so It just is like a perfect match, really. (laughs) So the specialness of the relationship is that it's beautiful and like super compatible. Um, So I know we haven't gotten to anything really like super bad or anything, but we did. I pulled the long term because I thought it would show um, what's coming up for you because everyone has ups and downs in their relationship. And this one isn't really like a down, but it is something that like may come up over the next hundreds of years that you guys are, that your souls are together. <laughs> but, um, we got the hanged man reversed for the long-term potential. And this doesn't really mean anything other than the fact that you guys are going to continue revealing deeper, darker sides of yourself. Like I, I view the, the, the hanged man as the skeleton in the closet, the kind of things that we kind of shove away and we're like, not now, I don't feel like it. Um, and when it's upright, like this, it means we got reversed here, but when it, if, when it's upright, it means that, 
um, we're acknowledging that it's time to face those fears or those insecurities or those things that we don't want to look at. Um, but when it's reversed, it means that something is like thrown at us so that we cannot escape it and we must face it. So basically what this tells me is that you guys are going to be helping each other work on your insecurities and working on those stuff that you think are gross about yourself and just hate. Um, so it's, it's a positive, it's saying that there are, I know that you have been through these experiences already, but it's saying that there's more to come and, um, that there's more growth to be had here. So it's not just love and stagnant forever, like love and growth, which is, which in turn grows the love too. So it's all positive, but there's more to come. <laughs> oh, oh, no, just kidding. Um. And the, uh, um, that's the final nice card. card we have is the um, Nine of Pentacles first. Um, so the Nine of Pentacles, so this is what I'm feeling. This is The Nine of Pentacles is a card of like abundance, um, bountiful material abundance. It's really, it's like not just um, the material abundance, like our possessions, but it's also our self-worth. Um, Pentacles is like an earth energy. So it is that like value in both money and self-worth. Um, so upright, this card is like, I have high self-worth. I have high value. I like surround myself with valuable things and I feel really good about it. It's just being super pleasurable, like just like laying in satin sheets, you know, that's kind of what this is like. Um, but reverse, it makes me feel like you guys don't take a lot of time to, to like, to come together in these like material pleasures, you know, like, like going out on a nice date or, or like, I don't know, I mean, not, not, not having sex, but more like exploring like more luxury sides of sex or like, or more sensual sides. And it's mostly because I think you're just so busy. Like you're doing like so much stuff. It's not because like the, you know, that's not there, but it's more like, I think that there's, there needs to be some more time in just, I don't know, luxury. <laughs> whatever that means mm -hmm. to you, whether it's like dark chocolate and wine or, or just like a moment to, um, to lay in, in bed, you know, on a Sunday morning without having to think about what's next for the podcast or whatever you're doing that day. Um, just taking time in and spending in that material bliss. That's so funny that, that you mentioned that because yesterday we were spending time with a friend of ours, who's also a, a very successful entrepreneur and she was kind of telling us about her week and her schedule. And her schedule includes a spa day every week where she literally has like this whole spa treatment. And she's telling us about her whole schedule. And we're both looking at each other going like, what are we doing? What are we doing? Because <laughs> yeah. you're, you're right. We, we, don't, we don't take a lot of time necessarily to spend in luxury. That, that's pretty true. We're both rather practical people. And we've always got our financial goals here and we're saving for this and we're doing that. And you're right. We, we don't actually spend a lot of time. <laughs> we're not necessarily the, hey, let's go spend a couple of days in a five-star hotel. But, but, you know, we would like to. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's like not, it doesn't even have to be like five-star, you know, anything. But just like creating a sense of, we're going to spend on ourselves is mm. what I'm like feeling, you know, like we're going to treat ourselves. We've been that's working really on that one more in the last few months, but prior to that, yeah, that's true. We really haven't. I mean, I, I wanted to, I'm, I've been, I've been mountain biking for almost 30 years. It's like one of my passions and I haven't bought a new bike in a decade. 
<laughs> and <It's> I really, <laughs> I really wanted a new one. And she, she literally had to like twist my arm to convince me to spend the money on it. They're very expensive these days. <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah. So yeah. Not we cheap. <laughs> we don't often allow ourselves some of those pleasures, I guess, that we should. But we have been doing better yeah, and apparently it's something it. that we need to bring more. Yeah. Hey, that's going to be a fun date night to brainstorm what we can do. <laughs> <laughs> Make our new wish list. Right. All right. Any other uh, comments on the reading that you'd like to share with us? Other than um, it looks like you guys are a match made in heaven. Uh, no. <laughs> it looks very good. I mean, the cards wouldn't, I wouldn't say that unless I was actually seeing it. And um, it's pretty hard to deny like this court card symmetry. <laughs> this is huge. I mean, we only pulled six. Well, we have four, um, eight, nine, nine cards. Yeah, we have nine cards. I'm so great at math. We have nine <laughs> cards and um, there are 78 cards in the whole tarot deck and we got two from the same court card system and they're both high value court cards. <laughs> so <laughs> that's massive. Well, that's awesome. you can't deny it. <laughs> I will say to the listeners, and I don't know, you know, maybe lots of people feel this way, but what we see in the reading here is actually what we've always felt since we've been together. Mm -hmm. So it's actually really cool to see that the cards reflect what, what we feel our experience actually is. Absolutely. And also when you find your perfect match, you feel it, you know it, it's different. And because we've both been in different relationship previous pre prior and, this is a different feeling, for sure. Yeah, this is one of those things where, you know, everybody wants to know, well, how do you know it's the right one, right? Every romantic comedy movie, this is the question that comes up. How do you know that the, he or she is the right one, you know? And the funny thing is, is those movies, the answer in those movies always is, you just know, right? And everybody goes, mm -hmm. oh, you just know. You're like, awesome. Thank you so much for the advice. Yeah, <laughs> fucking doesn't help, right? But let, I will just say this. That, that, you know, um, I was already significantly older by the time that Selena and I met, right? Like I was in my early 40s already when we met. So, you know, it's not like I'm in my 20s or even my 30s when we get together. So I've, I've had enough years and enough relationships, you know, like I had some experience there. And I can honestly say that when we first got together, I literally just knew. Mm. That's so nice. <laughs> I mean, it did the tissues. <laughs> I know, right? Was it love at first sight? That's the thing. Well, we knew each other for several years before we got together, but we were in other relationships, but we literally had attraction from the first day we met. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It just wasn't right, so we had this whole dance of, until we could find. We had to wait did. until our other, you know, our lives, basically our other relationships sorted themselves out such that we were... <laughs> Available for each other. Exactly. <laughs> so I guess it was just also a timing thing. Yeah. But it is kind of true. Like you, you just know. Mm -hmm. Um. I just I remember like my first like super super serious boyfriend. I was gonna marry him and everything, but we uh fell in love. Like on, I fell in love like on the first date. Like I I just didn't I didn't know how it was possible because I didn't know this person. But I was like I just know I love him. Like, I, I know it. I feel it in my bones that I love him and I know him already. 
And so it was just weird. And then it turned out to be like, absolutely true. You know, we had like a three year relationship and everything, but like the point is your soul can, can recognize, uh, a familiar soul. Right. And if that is an intense connection, like you just know the person, like before you even like talk to them, mm-hmm. you just understand them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's crazy. So how uh, those connections can happen. So this was really awesome. I hope for our listeners too, just to see what is possible and great insight. And we'll definitely like take this in and thank you so much for doing this for us, Maisie. And I'm curious to you about maybe some of our listeners are not currently in a relationship. And so can Tara still work for them? Like what, how could they use that? Well, um, I, love tarot because it can help anyone. Um, so even if you're not in a relationship, you can start asking on how you can better attract love or what you should be looking for or signs of your next person. Like what you can even do a, a, a reading on like what this next person is going to be like, what is their, what, how am I attracted to them? Where do I meet them? Or, um, uh, how do we connect? Like, what am I going to feel? Those are all things that you can ask about your next partner. But I also um, think that they're really great for just sorting out how our past is affecting our present because I think that hinders a lot of people looking for love. Um, so I have this spread that I that I sell and that I think is awesome. Um, it's a four-card spread. And the first card is my current relationship with love because I think that uh, also affects how we date. Mm-hmm. Like whether we believe in true love or whether we were hurt and we are still angry about it, like we're going in cynical and going in angry and spiteful. Um, so it's kind of just unveils like, what is your relationship with love right now? Is it healthy? Is it positive? Um, the second card is um, like immediate challenges. And then the, like what is blocking you from love? Um, and then the last card is how is your p- past affecting your present? Or sorry, that's not your last, it's the third card how your past is affecting your present. And then the last card is um, just an advice card, a general, like what to do next, how to approach it next. So I think that's, that sounds like a good spread because one thing, uh, you know, if you do things where you're like, Oh, you're going to meet this person at such a place and stuff. I'm afraid sometimes that, especially for women, then we try to make it happen too much. You know, if like, oh, he's going to have to be like six foot three and brown hair and I'm going to meet him at this particular place. And I know that we tend sometimes to want it so bad that sometimes we try to force something that's not quite right. And then you'll overlook Mr. 5'11", who's probably like perfect for you because he's not <laughs> six feet tall, right? <laughs> I mean, it could be, but I like I like more of that looking into like like within yourself and also like, is there a pattern I could stop so that I can start attracting that uh, ideal partner? Because ultimately it's always... Um, coming a chance from the inside that will bring it forward onto the outside. Yeah. Basically you, I don't typically suggest that we should read on, on those topics because I think you're so, so right. I even, um, I had that spread in my, in my repertoire, uh, my shop a while ago and, and a couple of years ago, I took it down. Cause I was like, I think this is, I don't know, not worth the time or the, the, the anxious energy, you know, for that person. Cause then they're just going to be searching and whatever. I think it's possible to read on it. I don't know if I would advise on it. Um, but I do think it's best to use tarot to read on things that 
you can control. Start like any of the outside factors are just outside. You can use them to gather facts like on what's happening, but in order like around what to do, that should be started within and focused on within. Yeah, I think I think there's a and you can you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I, I think the danger in reading in that way that you just said you don't recommend anymore is that we can you know, it's kind of like the observer effect in quantum physics, right? Where the observer affects what's going to happen. So like if you get a reading and you're told it's going to be a certain way, does that actually influence the outcome later on? Because now all you're thinking about is it has to be this way and how can I make that happen? And Mm -hmm. you're always looking for that and then overlooking the other things that maybe are even better for you or more right for you. Definitely. And I also, I don't know if you I believe in the law of attraction, but I am such a law of an law of attraction person. So I'm like, if I give this, that give them this idea and they start thinking about it over and over and over again, they might even attract it just because I gave it to them, you know, or attract something like it or just, yeah, it can get kind of, kind of wild. (laughs) Are there certain things that you won't do? Like people will come to you and say, um, I don't know, I want to know how many kids I have or when I'm going to die, you know, like, are there like, are there things that you absolutely don't do? I do not read on health or legal topics. Um, so that health like includes death or illness or, um, children, pregnancy, all of that. I don't read on any of it. Um, and legal issues like, will I win this lawsuit? Um, I don't usually read. I mean, I, I, in some circumstances, it depends on the circumstance for that one. But, um, for instance, I had, I got like a message one time, uh, from a sister of someone who was incarcerated going through like some legal issue. And I was like, I am not going to be involving myself in that. No, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) The possibility of, of influencing somebody in a, in a negative way, I think is too great there, right? Where where people Mm -hmm. will take something, one little piece of something that you say and latch onto it and run with it. And then it turns out to not be in their best interest potentially. Right. Right. So, um, that, and with health, I just think it's unethical and I'm not really, I'm not, uh, you know, licensed to talk about that, those things. <laughs> right. Well, one, you want to protect yourself too, but. but and I want to protect myself. Of course, it's <laughs> yeah, yeah. not good if it comes back at me in a negative way. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm curious, like, do you have, so people got a little bit, of course, this was shortened for the show because we wanted to fit it in there. I'm sure that when people work with you, it's a little bit more in depth. Um, and, and of course, you know, they can go, I guess a little bit deeper too. Um, but do you have any last word of advice for someone who might be thinking about getting a tarot reading or anything to share with them? Yes, I... I think that if you want to get a tarot reading, you should have some idea of what you want the reading on. Some people come to me. I mean, I have spreads for people who don't know what they want, but um, I feel like it works better if you ask at times where you need advice. (laughs) Um, And so, you know, know what you're going to ask and try to find some, a reader that you connect with. It doesn't really matter how they read, whether it's over, video or over email or in person, it, I don't think it matters because I've done, I've done all of them and they've all been fine. Um, so I don't think that matters. Just find someone that you 
connect with because that it'll be easier for the reader to connect to you um, and easier for them to read you mm-hmm. in whatever medium or way that they do it. Awesome. So if people liked what they heard or so uh, and want to connect with you, where can people connect with you, Maisie? Okay. I am on Instagram all the time. So <laughs> I, my handle is at Tara by Maisie. Um, and then I have a website, Tara by And those are the places that I am on most. Awesome. And we'll have the links, of course, in the description, but you mm-hmm. can check her out at Tarot by Macy. And we still have a very last juicy question that we do ask all of our guests. Kevin, you want to mm-hmm. do the honor? Because this is the Love Lab podcast. So, you know, we have a, a question we ask everybody. If you've listened to the show for a while, you know what's coming, but the interviewee usually doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> so our famous last question is, Maisie, what is your best sexual talent? Oh my gosh, so <laughs> raunchy. I love it. Um, <laughs> give me a second to think on this. Um, I feel like I have a good way with clothing <laughs> and skin and like a presentation. <laughs> it's like before the bedroom, you know, mm-hmm. I think I have a good presentation, like body presentation. So I, I can usually get to where we want to go. <laughs> so you're saying you're, With you're a great tease. <laughs> seductress. seductress. That's, that's what she's telling us. She's mastered the art of seduction through clothes and skin texture all that Mm -hmm. yeah hey all the sensual stuff you know absolutely (laughs) absolutely (laughs) well thank you for that honest answer we love it Uh (laughs) thank you also for coming on to the show and giving us this reading and sharing your skills with us and uh, make sure that you go check her out because you've got online courses and you do offer one-on-one like as you can see it can be really useful if you are in a place where you need a little bit more perspective a third party to help you see more clearly um, Maisie is the person for you to check out So thank you, Macy, for your time and for being on the Love Lab. Thank you so much for having me. It's super fun to read for you guys. (laughs) (laughs) All right, everybody. That's all the time we have for this episode, and we will see you next week. We hope you like this episode of the Love Lab podcast. If you enjoy this show, subscribe, leave us a review, and share it with your friends. And for more free, exclusive content, join us in the Passion Vault at CelineRemy.com forward slash vault. That's C-E-L-I-N-E-R-E-M-Y dot com forward slash vault. Thanks for listening. And remember, you're amazing.